You are listening to the podcast of Lancaster Covenant Church. We seek to worship God, tell others about Jesus Christ, nurture new believers, and grow together in the knowledge and love of our Savior. Sometimes I mute myself. Good morning. Welcome to worship. Thank you for joining us online. And I, I believe we are up, aren't we, Eric? Yep. Thank you for joining us. We're going to begin our service by worshiping with uh, the song Waymaker. So please stand and let's just sing out with all our hearts. darkness, my God, that is who you are. 
I just, I'm avoiding a meet and greet. I see. <laughs> Good morning. We are blessed with um, having Joel and Brandy Bolock with us this morning. And they're going to share a little bit later um, of what God is doing in their life. We are also, I'm announcing it now because we're going to take a love offering.
for Joel and Brandy, and you can put that in the very back, um, in that box, on the back table. So we would love um, if you would just support their ministry and all that God has called them to. Um, also, um, this is Ray and Catrice and Hannah and Will and Nikita and Madison and Autumn's last Sunday with us. So we're all sad. And uh, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to leave town because I've heard there's problems with their suburban, maybe with all the tires on the farm. And there's no planes going, so just kidding. But at 1 o'clock, we are having an open house. Um, there will be, I think, barbecue and potato salad and beans and chips and all kinds of bars and coffee. And we're going to just gather together and, um, and enjoy um, Ray and Catrice and their family while they're here. So 1 o'clock, if you want to stay after church, um, we could just hang around and visit. That would be really fun. If you need to leave and come back, just don't eat because there's going to be lots of food. Um, and spread the word. If you know of anybody that hasn't heard, we would love to have them come and um, so we can have this time of fellowship together. Okay. Um, <clears throat> In the announcements, we should probably do birthdays. There's a lot of them. Uh, Brett Faken is Monday. Hawken Larson and Derek Schostrand is Tuesday. Wednesday is Andy Twomley, Kristen Vig, Shannon Langerud, Michael Steen, Nels Hansen, and Edith Hansen. A lot of birthdays on Wednesday. Thursday is Jason Langerud and Turk Johnson. Friday is Sherry Sullivan. And Saturday is Sophie Bernstrom. So if you see these folks, wish them happy birthday, please. Also, we have a lot going on this week. We have Good News Club that is kicking off this Sunday. All kids K through 6 are invited to attend. You meet at the church at 3.15. Go till 4.30. And uh, there's a sign-up sheet that can be found in the foyer if you'd like to help bring snacks. Or if you'd like to volunteer, please uh, let Peggy know. We would appreciate all the help we can get. Anything else um, about that? Good news at all? Okay, no, good, awesome. Uh, also, youth group will be starting there this year on, on Wednesday. All youth grades 7 through 12 are invited to head to Lake Brunson State Park and at 6.30, and they'll have an evening of fellowship fun and lots of food, I guarantee it. And please let Christy know if you need a ride. Um, so anything else on that one? Dan. That's for all youth groups? Yep. Wherever you go. Wherever you go. Invite. It's a good way to kick it off. Invite everybody that you can think of that are uh, grades 7 through 12. Also, see you at the poll is September 28th at 745. That's where you meet at the flagpole at the Lancaster School, and you gather around, and uh, you pray, and um, pray for the year for, for all of us. So please, that is also open to everyone, and um, it is a, a wonderful time to come together. Also, there is a bridal shower honoring Hope Lyberg on Sunday, October 9th, and that is right here at the Fellowship Hall at 12 o'clock. Also, for Fellowship Committee, there is uh, something going on October 30th, and I can't talk about it, but we have a noon meal of pork loin and all the trimmings in the Fellowship Hall. There will be a 50s theme, and there will be prizes awarded for the best-dressed kid and adult in 50s theme attire. That sounds fun. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to bring friends. Look forward to seeing you there, Fellowship Committee. Thank you very much, Fellowship Committee. You are amazing. 
and I already feel appreciated, so I don't want to say my name. So, thank you. Any other announcements this morning that I might have missed? Lisa. Yes. So thank you, everyone who helped with with uh, Gabe and Hallie's wedding. It was it was it was just a really great time, good celebration. And Julie and I are actually heading off for a wedding this Friday. We'll be gone next Sunday. Uh, John Erkus is speaking. I think it's the last, maybe the last in his series that he's been preaching on. Uh, Julie and I have a wedding that we are doing in Minot for a young couple, so we'll be out of town for a few days. Okay, anything else at all? Okay, praise team, come on back up. This will be the time to send in prayer requests. Uh, we also need ushers for the offering. Um, send in prayer requests, and wherever you are at, we just encourage you to keep supporting your local ministries, your local churches, and... Uh, we will come to the Lord in prayer. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just are so grateful for all that you do in our lives, God. You are amazing. God, and help us, we pray, God, as we worship you today, that we would worship, God, with, with the Holy Spirit just welling up inside us, God, to, to sing your praises, God, and, and to worship you in scripture and in prayer. God, we pray that you'd bless this offering, God, and that you would just guide us as a church, that we would be faithful to do whatever you call us to do. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Please join us. We're going to sing, I Speak Jesus. just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want Jesus, till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom, I speak Jesus, your name is power, your name is healing. Jesus, over 
in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Let's sing it out, please. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name Five sixteen. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Galatians five sixteen. Is there any prayer requests? The, um, we heard this morning that Brian Anderson, our new janitor at school, was in a terrible four wheeler accident yesterday, and he is in Sanford in Fargo. So we need to lift him up. I know. Um, so please keep him and his family in your prayers. Others? Jody. That's tomorrow in Grand Forks, or? Okay. Um, yes, Megan. 
so through Christmas, you said? Wow. Okay, thank you. I saw another hand. Yes. Jack fell. And that he will be able to stay in Halleck, right? And Okay. Yes, John. Faye takes my mom to Fargo tomorrow for a shot in her eye, which, so pray for that to go well. Yes, Curtis. Yes, for Claudia, we go for another cancer treatment on Tuesday to Grand Forest. Okay. I know last week we had a lot of expectant mothers, so I'm just going to put that down. Peggy. Okay. Jody. Thank you. Lisa, anything? Okay. Anybody else? Okay, let's go to the Lord. Could, yeah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to not forget what we have to be thankful for. Most of all, that you came and you gave up your life for us so that we could have eternal life. We just need to turn to you and realize that we sin every day and that we need a Savior. We also just thank you that we live in a country where we can gather together freely. God, and we pray for those that are still in situations that that is not the case. Lord, we pray that you would just protect those believers in countries where they are persecuted, we pray that you would just speak to the leaders of our country, our in our state, and our county. Lord God, we just pray that you would use people in situations to speak truth to their lives. And we just pray, God, that you would help us to remember to pray daily for these things because you are the only one who can make a difference in turning this world around. We lift up Brian Anderson and his family to you, Lord God. We, we know it does not sound good, but you are capable of everything. And we just pray, God, that you would just be with Brian and his family. We pray for healing. We just pray that whatever needs to be seen by the doctors, that they will see it, that they will be able to help Brian through this, Lord God. We pray for Jody's nose surgery and mom's shot in her eye tomorrow, God. We just pray that you would help both of these things to go well. We pray that you would just bless the hands of those who are administering uh, surgery and those that are helping with it, Lord God. We just pray that you would guide them and bless them. Lord, we thank you so much for the progress that Kristen has made. 
we're just overwhelmed with all that has happened with her. And God, we pray that you would continue to take away the pain and discomfort with this new heart. And we just pray that you'll give her and Hunter exactly what they need as they have to stay close to uh, Minneapolis during this time. We pray that you would just give them people in their lives that would encourage them and that would just continue to direct them to you. We thank you that Jack's fall wasn't serious, but we pray, God, that you would just help him through this time of healing, and we just pray that you would open up the doors for him to be able to be in Halleck and much closer to Linda and his family. Lord, we lift up those that are suffering from depression. God, we just, we know that it's such a difficult thing and that we just pray that you would bring people or readings or situations into their lives, Lord God, that would just encourage them. We pray that your Holy Spirit would also encourage them and help them to know, Lord God, that you are there and that you are, are always t trustworthy. Lord, we pray for Claudia's cancer treatment coming up on Tuesday. I just pray that you would bless this and that she would be able to receive it, that her white count would be up and everything, Lord God. We pray for the many expectant mothers that we have either in our congregation or in our families. We pray, God, that for safe pregnancies and for uh, good health for the moms and the babies. Lord, we lift up Andrew Knutson. We pray that you would just help his knee to heal well and fast. We thank you also that with all of the rain that there wasn't anyone else injured, and we just pray for protection over them. We pray for protection for the continuation of the farm season. We thank you that the grain crops were um, removed before this rain, and we just pray, God, that you would continue to protect and guide the farmers and their families and their workers. We thank you, Lord, for the workers at the nursing home. We pray that you would just guide them and bless them. We pray that you would just help them to also just... Uh, realize the value that they have in the jobs that they do and we pray for ray and catrice lord god we just pray that you would give them safety as they travel bless their time on this new venture lord we just pray for things that need to be done ahead and and things that need to be done after god that you would just go before them and just reveal your presence to them constantly we thank you for the ministry that they've had here and we just pray lord god that you would continue that ministry wherever they go we pray also, Lord, that you would just bless this service. May it glorify you. Help us to look outside of ourselves into what you're speaking to us about. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Julie. Please stand and join us, and we will continue to sing. Amazing love.
Lord, we just thank you and we praise you. And it's just wonderful that we can come here and we can worship you, Lord. And we just ask you to just clear our hearts and our minds and help us to realize when we come here that we're coming to honor you and worship you with our whole heart and our being. Please take all of our differences, our disagreements, everything, and we just leave them at the door, Lord, and we come before you with open hearts, and we just want to just spend time with you in worship and praise because you are the one true God, and you're all that is important to us. All other things can just be thrown away. We just ask you to be with us as we go through this message and just hope it to speak to our hearts, and we just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> and Joel and Brandy, if you want to come up, and uh, we'd love to hear from you today. Awesome. You want to use this right here? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for letting us share with you guys this morning. Um, so I just kind of want to give a little background on um, what we're up to and um, where we're headed. So um, this past winter, uh, the Lord kind of started moving in our lives, and um, he made it clear to us that uh, he wanted us to step into missions of some sort. Um, happened over a few weeks. Uh, he kind of just gave me this idea of doing a uh, DTS, a discipleship training school through YWAM. Um, and initially the thought was a little like, boy, I don't know about this, you know. Um, kind of uh, pretty well established. We, got, we, just, we just had Kindred and um, we have a house in Moorhead. And so just kind of logistically we were thinking about it and it was like, boy, this is kind of a commitment if we if we end up doing this. Um, so we were talking about it and 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 thinking about it. And um, there was one Sunday when the Lord used our our pastor through word of knowledge. He he said if if there's someone in this congregation who's really struggling with um, figuring out their trajectory and where where God is leading them, and I'm I'm here to tell them to take that leap and. Um, and jump in. So that was when we kind of we talked about it, and we're like, "Boy, I guess this is kind of uh, this is kind of looking a little more real." Because I mean, it just felt it felt like he was talking to me, talking to me. Um, it was kind of undeniable. So um, we started looking and um, looking at different different bases around, um, I guess, around the world, and one. Um, was brought to our attention by um, actually Courtney's uh, roommate in Montana. She had been to um, this base in Mexico that we are going to. And um, uh, ironically, we had just switched to uh, a new church called Burning Hearts. And um, this particular discipleship training school is called Burning Hearts DTS. So that was a uh, that was kind of the deciding factor. We were like, okay, this is it. We're doing this now. So um, that was that was kind of leading up to it. Um, we yeah, we're 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 gonna jump in 
in January. It starts in January. We'll be there for five and a half months. Um, and be three months of lecture phase um, where we'll be in classes from nine to one. Um, and then work duties and community outreach type stuff uh, in our, during some of our free time. Um, and then for the last two and a half months, we'll be on outreach, um, kind of in a to-be-determined location. They haven't, they haven't filled us in on that one quite yet. But, um, yeah, so this is kind of our first step, um, first clear step, because we, def we definitely feel like we're being called into missions of some sort, but God made this one, this step very clear to us that this is what we're supposed to do, so. Yeah, so, and to just like, um, a little more background on the school that we're going to be doing. Um, it, so it's the Burning Hearts DTS, um, like he said, and the focus of it, I'm just going to read it. Um, the DTS is about learning how to reflect a revivalist lifestyle by hungering, thirsting, and being passionate for Jesus at any cost. Um, you'll be equipped to share your faith with others and be empowered to live a life of radical obedience to Christ. So we're just really excited to take these next five and a half months to just um, be close with the Lord and kind of see what um, he has planned for us and what a life um, in missions looks like for us. So some ways you guys can partner with us is um, through prayer. We would love your prayers um, while we're there. Um, just that the Lord would speak in, just kind of show us where he's wanting us to go next. And then um, we have a goal to fundraise about 20 grand before we go to cover our travel costs and the cost of the school. So if you want to partner with us financially, that would be awesome too. So I think that's what I got. So yeah, and we would love to chat with you all more. So if you find us after the service, that would be awesome too. Awesome. Thank you, Joel, Randy, and Kindred. <clears throat> Let's take a moment and just pray for them. Could we do that? I was going to have them stand up here. I thought, that's not fair. Not when, not when Kindred is probably wanting to just go play. But let, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's just pray and ask for God to uh, just reveal what, what the plan is. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Joel and Brandy, for Kindred, for their heart. For you, we pray, God, that you would just guide them. We, we, t we know from your word that you prepare work in advance for us. And so we just come before you and we pray, God, that as Joel and Brandy head off for training, that you would just bless them, that you'd guide them, Lord, and that you would also prompt us to pray throughout these next five months, this, this training time, God, that we would just come before you and just bring them to you, Lord Jesus, and ask for guidance and for wisdom, for direction. We pray for favor for them, Lord, in their ministry. And Lord, we're excited. We pray, God, that you would just guide us and prompt us too as, as well individually and as a church to support them financially and as well as in prayer. And we pray, God, that if there's anything that we can be doing to encourage them, that you would make that very clear. God, help us to be a church that, that is a, like a Barnabas, an encourager. God, may you just bless Joel and Brandy and Kindred now and guide them. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. It's exciting. Yeah. Well, today, as you can see, is another sermon in this series of The Holy Who. Questioning, of course, 
so many times that we kind of forget about the Holy Spirit and his involvement in our lives when he's right here. You think he's the one that we wouldn't forget about, but he's the one that we often do. So I have some very challenging questions for you, and I, I, uh, my my disclaimer, and I and I, I care, but I don't care. I may I may offend you, but that's all right. So my first question is: Is you say that you surrendered your life to Christ? How much have you surrendered? I thought about it this morning as I was just looking and praying, and I, I um. And I thought about music. And I thought, have you surrendered your music to him? Have you surrendered the movies that you watch, the books that you read? Have you surrendered your speech, your very thoughts? Have you surrendered the offense that's been taken on you? Are you, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid, afraid to surrender everything in your life? What in this world means more to you than following Jesus? Here's a tough one. Is your identity dependent on how you feel? Or is your identity in Christ no matter what? Two weeks ago, we heard from Paul in Romans chapter 7. And we heard how Paul struggled as a Christian big time to do the right thing. He was like having a wrestling match on a daily basis, it seemed like, to do the right thing. Paul was in a battle. And it was real and it was crippling at times. And I believe it was in his face all the time. I think it was so much so that Paul realized that there was absolutely nothing good in me, good in him. Only Jesus. So my question to you this morning is, do you feel that way? Have you surrendered enough so that you feel that way? I have a lot of questions this morning. Have you ever struggled with feeling like you don't measure up? That you, feel, that you fail at pretty much everything that you do. Well, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, and that's how I feel. It's a battle that I face daily, and every conflict that enters my life, or every piece of friction, or every brokenness, anytime there's a relationship that is not getting along, I, I get caught in the trap of trying to fix it. And when I can't fix it, I feel, okay, I'm failing once again. And I know very well what scripture says and I know what God has told me many times, fixing it is not up to me. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But Satan loves to remind me, he says, see Galen, I told you, you can't do this. There's conflict in the church, there's, there's conflict between families. And you failed once again, Galen. So my question to you is, am I the only one that faces that battle? 
I guess that's why I relate so closely to what Paul was feeling in Romans chapter 7. Because when I read this passage, I feel like finally I'm not alone, that Paul gets me. And I get Paul. And that's why I need to keep my head and my heart in what Paul says in Romans chapter 8. When he tells me, or I should say, when the Holy Spirit reminds me of who I am. I am a sinner absolutely saved by grace. And it is the gift of God. The Holy Spirit reminds me of many things, but three things really stuck out to me as as I was preparing the message this week. I confessed to someone this week, I said, it's a tough week and I've had a lot going on, including what happened this morning. So that on Thursday, actually, I locked myself in my house from 8 until 2.30 and I pleaded and begged with God for this message. And it's like he gave me these three things, two of what tells us what we've talked about already, what God does. And then the one, th- one thing that we are called to do, and that's for every single one of us. I grab a hold of this and I praise God for it because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How does that make you feel? Relieved? Undeserving? Free? Grateful, loved, overwhelmed with why on earth, God, would you do this for me? And how did God do this? What path did God set up for us to not be condemned? He did this. God sent his son, his perfect, pure, holy, sinless son, in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. That's very humbling. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You and I deserved death forever. We did nothing, and we can do nothing to deserve it or earn it. What an incredible blessing. So those are the two things God has done for us that God just spoke to me. And the third thing that we are to do, we are to set our minds on things of the spirit and not the flesh. Today I had every intention to focus on what it means to just walk by the spirit, but it's just like God said, but there's one more thing. I want you to do before we talk about walking in the Spirit and enjoying the fruit of the Spirit. And I heard the Sunday school kids singing about the fruits this morning. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You guys know that better than I ever will. The Spirit is called our counselor. He's called the Spirit of Truth. We are told that he's here to correct us, rebuke us, discipline us and train us in righteousness. There is no room in your life for compromise or lies. 
Today we're going to focus on what I feel comes first, and of course salvation from God and being given the Holy Spirit comes when you receive Christ. We referred to that many times. But today we're heading more into what Paul also tells the Romans. And I know we referred to this before, but I think we need to keep refreshing it in our mind because I don't think we quite get it yet. I believe so many Christians miss this. They seem happy to just live with the saved part. They seem happy to say, yes, I have the Holy Spirit living inside me. And so I study scripture. And I get in a Bible study. And I learn all about him. And, and those are all exactly what we are called to do. But I also believe we are not called to stop there. We are called to walk by the Spirit so we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. Maybe you won't get this connection, but it seems to me that this is what God has given me to share with all of you today. And maybe, maybe this message is just for one of you. I don't know. But I do believe the Holy Spirit brought this today. Our main theme for today is to walk by the Spirit, and the theme scripture verse is what Julie read earlier, so, where Paul says, so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sin nature, your sin nature, your flesh. And the more I sat there, and I didn't even plan on having the scripture either, but listen to what Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. We've talked about it many times. Paul says, therefore... I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. <clears throat> Excuse me. As it... As I read that, as, as I studied the scripture, I, I couldn't shake this thought from my mind, and, and maybe I'm not supposed to. Because we get that salvation is a gift from God. I believe Christians all over the world believe that. And we can agree on that we don't deserve it. But what I believe we are called to do after our salvation is to live a life surrendered to the Holy Spirit, which is given to us when we are saved and never leaves us. We are told that the Holy Spirit cannot be taken from us. We are told that we are sealed until the day of redemption. In other words, until you stand before the, Jesus Christ. So what does offering our bodies as a living sacrifice look like? What does your spiritual act of worship look like? What does not conforming to this world look like? What does being transformed by the renewing of your mind look like? There's a lot here. And it can be overwhelming. And at the same time, it can be so simple. Because what in your life are you not ready to give up? As Paul writes, it is without a doubt that we play a part in this spiritual act of worship that we're being called to. Being in church is wonderful. 
It is a gift to us, and so many times we take it for granted. And I, I pray and I, I beg God so many times that people would just come together on mornings like this and worship together. Set aside all differences and just come and worship. Are you here because you're worried about what someone did to you? Are you here to truly surrender your hearts and your minds and worship God? And if you aren't, I'm sorry, but shame on you. We play a part in offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. I had a wonderful visit with that gentleman that was just in this four-wheeler accident, and I don't know if he's going to live or not. But I took him down for a bus test, and he passed it, and on the way home, all of a sudden he starts telling me, Galen, he said, you know, I don't go to church. And I just listened, and he just continued to talk about why, and I grieved deeply. I said, Brian, you know, salvation is not about going to church. It's just about coming together to worship. Neither Brian or myself thought that this would be one of his last days on earth, and I don't know if that's the case. So my heart is churning this morning with wonder. Should I have said more? And Satan is saying, yes, you should have. And right away the condemning comes. And he points fingers. And he says, you should have did more. But salvation is not up to me and it's not for me to fix. But I look at that and I think, God, help us to not take one day for granted that we are given. Help us to not take one conversation for granted. Help us to not hold a fence and waste our time on this earth when we should be doing God's will and doing his work. If you're caught up in all those things, I hate to tell you this, but you are conforming to the world because that is how the world lives. When we live with Christ, we live with, unforg we live with forgiveness. We live with redemption. And we quit, quit looking at the past hurts in people's lives. And we move on. And as Paul says, press on toward the goal for which you are called, right? Well, if you live as Christ calls you to live, I want to prepare you because if you live in this non-conforming, spiritual, sacrificial way, you're going to be considered weird and odd. You're going to be considered intolerant. You're going to be considered unloving. Well, let me tell you, if, if that's how you are viewed, praise God. So my question to you is, what are you ready to surrender? And are you ready to live this life of a sacrificial life that God has called you to?
Living for Christ is not about conforming. Living for Christ is about redeeming. It's not about comfort. You know, for me, I had to wrestle a lot with wanting to please everyone around me. Seems like most of my life I was consumed with that, and I denied that for the longest time. And it would bother me, and it, it, would, it would just mess with my mind if, if I knew people didn't like me. And then God made me mayor for 10 years. What was I thinking? Because <laughs> pretty soon there were so many things said about me that I couldn't even stand it. And it would literally consume me and I would, I would do anything to make it better but I couldn't make it better. It's like seeing the solution with your hands tied behind your back. Why did I want that so badly? Why would I want that so badly? Why would I want to please everybody around me? I even believe the lies that said, if I just do what they want me to do, if I just conform to what other people want, then I will be the loving one and I will be the good guy and I will please everyone. Can I tell you, that is a lie from the prince, the father of lies, Satan himself. And he's got this world and so many people in churches all over our world that are believing that. It's a trap if you aren't pleasing people and thinking you've got to make it right. It's also a trap when you hold an offense when someone has offended you and all of a sudden you just quit showing up. Well, I want to confess to you one other thing. My pleasing people that I was caught in was selfish on my part. To those around me, it might, th might have thought that, man, he does so many good things. But when I really look at it, I think I was really, it ended up to be about me. I wanted to do good things, but it, when, it, when it all came down to it, I wanted to be making people happy, and that made me happy. That sounds really good, doesn't it? But that's not what God did. That's not what Jesus did in this world. Jesus did not conform to the pattern of this world. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus tells his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. My life and your life, our lives in Christ, are called to be about following Jesus, surrendering our wills to him, to pursue God's will for our lives, and sometimes it's just super uncomfortable, and it's super inconvenient, and it's very humbling. Jesus was an amazing example for us. 
when scripture tells us in Hebrews that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus because he is the author and the perfecter of our life, I think I, wanna, I, I want that. Maybe for once in my life I want it because I want to do whatever Jesus calls me to, no matter what, or I don't care what other people think, I want to do what Jesus tells me to do. Jesus was our example, and if you know scripture, if you've been in God's word, Jesus was not about pleasing people. He was about doing exactly what he was called to do, his father's will, to defeat sin and death once and for all for you and for me. Jesus had a, do a job to do, and it meant total surrender. It meant that Jesus would be a total sacrifice for us. And so today, you and I, our, our salvation, in our salvation, we are called to offer our bodies, every part of our bodies, as living sacrifices to God. So how do we do that? It begins with surrender. Maybe it begins with humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord. Maybe it's asking the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and to rebuke you and to correct you and to train you so that you no longer conform to the pattern of this world. This world is so lost in what love is, they have no idea. So what is the pattern of this world? It's pretty selfish. It's about conforming. It's about inclusion no matter what. It's about sin. It's about compromise. And in the next several messages, as I, when, we, when I come back, I, I believe God is going to bring to us how to recognize sin and how to recognize lies and how to know the truth. I believe God will also open our eyes more clearly to walk by the Spirit so that we don't gratify the desires of the flesh, just as Galatians 5.16 says. As I was praying, I thought this one line just really caught my, my attention. I didn't read it. I, it just, it's just like it just came to me. I thought, how do we know what truth is? And for me, when I know what truth is, it's when the Holy Spirit aligns with the word of God. There's no other truth out there. You can read scripture and you can twist it and change it and translate it. And I don't care what, if it disagrees with the Holy Spirit and that spirit of truth, then it is not God's word. Whether it's in your Bible or not, because there's many Bibles out there that are mistranslated. When the spirit of truth aligns with the word of God, that's when we know where to follow. And we are told to put on the full armor of God. So we want to go to that. Paul's word to the Ephesians he tells them, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. This is his kind of ending statement to them. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
And they are out there all around us. For our struggle, yours and mine, is not against flesh and blood. It is not against the people in our lives who hurt us. But it is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Paul says, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, when you face trials, when you face temptation, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with your belt of truth buckled around your waist and the, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, Paul says, after you get all that armor on, take the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And those arrows come from a guy that is amazingly good at lying in a loving way. And so we are deceived. If you want reality and truth, then realize that there is a battle that is raging on right now. The opposition that you face, the, the real opposition is not visible. So I want to leave you with just some questions as we come to a close. Once that we, I promise you we will be answering at least to the best that I can listen. <laughs> I hope I do. And, and then give it to you. I better read the rest of this, I'm sorry. Paul finishes with, he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit with the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. We are to be alert and pray for one another. Pray for our kids and our grandkids. Speak Jesus to your families. Question one, do you know that there is a battle raging on inside you between the Holy Spirit and your sin nature? Do you know that you can have the Holy Spirit inside you and still not be filled with the Spirit? Many people have no idea what that means. Do you know that you can quench and grieve the Holy Spirit? As we, even as Christians, we do. Can the Holy Spirit be taken from you? Or will he leave you? Can a Christian blaspheme the Holy Spirit and commit the unpardonable sin, which means you cannot be forgiven from? So why is it so hard to surrender to God? What in your life gets in the way? And the last one, what does a surrendered life look like? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, there's so many things in this life that we get distracted by. Even things that we think are such good intentions can come back and to the root of selfishness. God forgive us. 
Lord, I don't know what is distracting everyone that's here or listening. But you do. You know very well what it is. God, help us to get rid of whatever is keeping us from surrendering completely and following you. Help us to realize that if we truly are doing this, we're not going to fit into this world. There is going to be a struggle. And there will be differences. God, help us to also realize what destroys our relationships with things like offense, things that keep us from even coming together. Those are selfish things, Lord. Please forgive us. We pray, Lord, that when we stand before you every morning, when we get up, we will say, Lord, would you just prepare some work for me and help me to be faithful. Help me, Lord, to just lay down and would you just strip away anything that is not of you from my life so there will be no hindrance. Lord, we thank you that you want so much more for us than just save us. I think of that line in the verse that you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you came down. Our salvation begins the day that we know you. The day you call us and reveal yourself to us, that is our day of salvation. That is when eternity begins. Lord, help us to prepare our lives for you. Help us to fix our eyes on you, Jesus. We acknowledge today that you are our author and you are our perfecter. Help us to follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to close by singing Amazing Grace. After verse 2, Ray is going to bless us. I, I begged him to play an instrumental, so close your eyes during that time and just worship and praise God for all that he's done in your life. And please also, I would encourage you to hang around um, so we can just have this meal together at 1 o'clock with Ray and Catrice and their family. Otherwise, if you need to leave, leave and come back. Amazing grace. Please stand.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing grace, God. Help us to live our lives so surrendered to you, Lord, that every day that goes by that we are prepared one more day to know what it's like to be in your very presence. God, lead us by your Holy Spirit. Correct us, rebuke us, train us, counsel us, Lord. And we just pray, God, that you would just be with us. Help us to be the church. God, help us to live lives, God, that are pleasing to you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lancaster Covenant Church podcast. For more information on gathering times and the Lancaster Covenant Church community, please visit our website at lancastercovenant.com.